Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today, I'm going to go my review of AEW's Dynamite. Starting off the evening, we we'll go to our first match of the night. It is for the AEW's International Championship. It is Orange Cassidy defending the AEW International Championship against Swerve. The match itself, I thought, was a good match. Back and forth matchup between both Orange Cassidy and Swerve. Cassidy was keeping the pace of the match with Cassidy hitting a super kick on Swerve. Cassidy then hits a Sundog Millionaire on Swerve, but Swerve gets up, hits a rolling flatliner on Orange Cassidy in the middle of the ring. Cassidy then gets up, hits a DDT on Swerve for a near fall. Swerve then gets up, hits a Death Valley Driver off the apron to the outside on Orange Cassidy. It looked absolutely brutal. Cassidy then gets up, hits a DDT off the apron as well. Orange then hits another DDT off the top rope on Swerve in the middle of the ring for a near fall. Prince Nana is trying to distract Orange Cassidy. He is ringside. Orange Cassidy then hits an orange punch on Swerve. Cassidy then hits a beach break on Swerve for a near fall. Swerve then gets up, hits a brain buster on the outside. It looked absolutely brutal. Swerve then hits a house call. Swerve then goes to the top rope, hits a meteora on Orange Cassidy for a near fall. But Orange Cassidy ultimately hits a roll-up, pins for the three. And your winner of the match, and still AEW International Champion, is Orange Cassidy. After the match, Embassy are here. Embassy end up attacking Orange Cassidy. The lights go out. And it looks like Orange Cassidy is saved by Darby Allen and Sting. Hats off to Orange Cassidy for getting the win in that matchup and retaining the AEW International Championship. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the Blackpool Combat Club versus Chaos. I thought it was a good matchup. Back and forth matchup between both teams with Chaos keeping the pace of the match. But John Moxley ultimately applies a bulldog choke. And your winners of the match by submission are the Blackpool Combat Club. Hats off to the Blackpool Combat Club for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we have an MJF segment. MJF mocks the crowd like he usually does. MJF says there's no competition left for him in AEW. Then all of a sudden, Adam Cole's music hits. Adam Cole walks down to the ring. MJF says Cole is competition. He ends up hyping up. Cole, as well, mentions his time in Ring of Honor. MGS says Ring of Honor sucked. MGS says that he is a fan of Cole. MGS then talks about the history that he's had in AEW, all the accomplishments that he has um, gotten AEW, pretty much. Uh, MGS then talks about WWE, and well, mentions WWE and Vince McMahon. MGS then says WWE didn't do Cole, didn't see Cole as a top guy. Cole then mocks MJF. Cole then talks about his accomplishments and his time, obviously, in WWE and NXT. Cole then, MJF then says there's, there's enough, uh, there's tough talk from a guy who was going to be Keith Lee's manager, which was the whole, one of the small reasons why Cole ended up leaving WWE to begin with. And it looks like we're going we're gonna to get Adam Cole versus MJF next week on Dynamite in a AEW title eliminator matchup. Uh, a couple of things I actually want to say about this segment, man. Number one, I mean, and I mentioned this multiple times in the past as well, whether you love him or you hate him, man, MJF on the microphone is absolutely incredible. Incredible. He's one of the best heels in the business. Um, and honestly, for what it's worth, man, after the match that he had at Double or Nothing with Guevara, uh, Jungle Boy, and uh, Darby Allen, I was kind of, you know, wondering who was going to challenge uh, MJF next. Now, credit this match next week is a title eliminator matchup. But um, to be honest with you, man, I think Adam Cole um, is definitely a good competitor to go up against uh, MJF, 100%. Now, credit, when this match was announced or, you know, they hinted around about this match, I thought this match might have took place at Forbidden Door. 
Um, and that's still yet to be seen after, you know, what happens next week. I think next week Dynamite's in actually uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, so it's a big event, big show for uh, AEW and Dynamite uh, next week. But I'm all for this matchup, man. I think it's absolutely great. Uh, both Adam Cole and MJF on the microphone, man. It was absolutely incredible. And I definitely look forward to this match between Cole and MJF next week on Dynamite. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is a Texas Tornado tag match. It is Jungle Boy and Hook teaming up versus Drillistico and Preston Vance. I thought this was a good matchup. Back and forth matchup between both teams with Jungle Boy and Hook keeping the pace of the match. Hook then hits uh, Preston Vance with a chain to the head. Preston Vance now is busted wide open. Hook then hits a T-bone suplex off the apron through a table. Jungle Boy then applies a snare trap in the middle of the ring. And your winners of the match due to submission are Jungle Boy and Hook. Hats off to Jungle Boy and Hook for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we have a Tony Khan announcement. This announcement pretty much pertains to Collision's main event uh, that's going to happen uh, this Saturday. It is going to be none other than Juice Robinson teaming up with Jay White and Samoa Joe versus FTR and CM Punk. Now, a couple of things I want to say about this, man. Number one, a lot of people were speculating, obviously, it was going to be Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. Uh, just from the banner back and forth, you know, you have CM Punk on Instagram running on, running on his treadmill, playing the old Samoa Joe uh, theme song from his time in Ring of Honor. Um, Joe has kind of, you know, made some comments toward, uh, towards Punk as well, kind of hyping up a match between them both at Collision. Um, what shocked me was the fact that they brought in uh, Bullet Club Gold to be involved in this matchup. Now, to be honest with you, am I against it? Absolutely not. You know, there's a lot of people out there that says AEW is really not utilizing Jay White. Well, to be honest with you, I had to disagree, man. He just made a uh, main event of Dynamite against Ricky Starks. Um, on Wednesday, and now he's in a main event slot for the first ever debut episode of Collision, where he's teaming up with Juice Robinson and Samoa Joe to go up against FTR and CM Punk. So uh, not only does Tony Khan see a lot in Ju uh, Jay White, but I think CM Punk also sees a lot in Jay White as well, um, due to the fact that CM Punk has a lot of creative control over his you know, character, if you will, in Collision as well as in AEW. So Definitely looking forward to this match. I, you know, I know why they did this match, which I'll touch base on more towards the end of this podcast. And my thoughts on Collision, um, which is going to take place this weekend, and my thoughts on that as well. But uh, definitely looking forward to this main event at Collision this weekend. Uh, moving on from that, we have a pretty much a squash match. It is Takeshita versus a jobber. It was a glorified squash match, man. Takeshita was keeping the pace throughout the entire match with Takeshita hitting a jumping knee, pins for the three. And your winner of the match is Takeshita. After the match, Don Callis grabs a microphone. Crowd's pretty much booing Don Callis out of the building. But Don Callis does say that he has helped the Elite with everything. And uh, Omega and the Elite won't be, wouldn't be where they're at if it wasn't for the help of Don Callis. So definitely looking forward to that. What's going to happen next with the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, I thought something might have happened in the Forbidden Door. But it looks like Omega which, again, I'll touch base on here towards the end of the podcast. It looks like Omega already has a match that's booked against Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Championship. But definitely look forward to what's going to happen next with the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is for the TBS Championship. It is Anna Jay versus Chris Statlander. I thought it was a good match, man. Back and forth matchup between Anna Jay and Statlander with Statlander keeping the pace of the match. Anna Jay and Statlander both exchanged in the middle of the ring with Statlander hitting a devastating power slam on Anna Jay in the middle of the ring. Matt Menard is trying to cause a distraction on Chris Statlander, which allows Anna Jay to apply the Queen Slayer on 
Chris Statlander, but Statlander breaks the hold. And then Statlander ultimately hits a devastating tombstone on Anna Jay in the middle of the ring. Pins for the three. And your winner of the match is Chris Statlander. Hats off to Chris Statlander for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the main event of AEW's Dynamite. It is Jay White versus Ricky Starks. I thought this was a good match. Back and forth matchup between Jay White and Ricky Starks with Jay White keeping the pace of the match. Jay White ends up hitting a devastating choke slam on Ricky Starks for a near fall. Both Jay White and Ricky both exchange in the middle of the ring with Ricky hitting a spear on Jay White. Ricky then hits a Rochambeau, takes out the referee. Gun Club are here. Gun Club ends up attacking Ricky Starks, which allows Jay White to hit his signature Blade Runner on Ricky Starks. Pins for the three. And your winner of the match is Jay White. Hats off to Jay White for getting the win in this matchup. A couple things I want to say, man, before I get out of here. Um, number one, it was a solid Dynamite. In my honest opinion, it was a solid Dynamite. I like the bill that they have leading up towards Forbidden Door. Uh, with that being said, man, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view is shaping up to be one of the best shows of the year, to be honest with you, with you know the matches that have already been pretty much penciled in for uh, Forbidden Door, man, are absolutely incredible. You have Kenny Omega um, defending his IWGP United States Championship against Will Ospreay at the Forbidden Door. Awesome match. Uh, they had a great match at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the rematch between both Osprey and Omega. The other big match on the card, man, is probably a dream match for a lot of fans, including myself, a match that I never thought we would ever see, is Brian Danielson versus Okada. I, I think that match is going to be absolutely incredible. I know Okada had a match, I think it was for Dominion, um, where the Blackpool Combat Club were involved as well in that matchup. And Brian Danielson ended up cutting a promo or a video package was played uh, through the Dominion event for New Japan, where, you know, Brian Davidson cut this hell of a promo on uh, Okada, man. I definitely look, definitely, definitely look forward to this match at Forbidden Door. Um, and that's only two matches that are, you know, currently booked for this card, man. This card's going to be absolutely incredible. There's also been rumors of CM Punk being on this card, possibly going up against Kenta. Again, it's just a rumor right now currently, but I am all for CM Punk being on this card, going up against Kenta, it's going to be absolutely insane. And the other thing, too, that I want people to realize, man, is the first Forbidden Door, not saying it was bad. It was a good, it was a solid event. But they had a lot of injuries. What I mean by is AEW. A lot of the superstars they had on their roster at that time for Forbidden Door were injured. This time around, a lot of the AEW talent is healthy, knock on wood, and should be good to go for the Forbidden Door which is only going to make it for a fantastic show um, later on this month, man. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, the other things I want to get into as well is uh, Collision. And, and speaking about CM Punk and my thoughts on what I think, you know, what's going to happen with Collision um, and this whole main event thing that was announced on Dynamite. Number one, man, I think Collision is a great addition to what Tony Khan and Dynamite are trying to do. I, I definitely think majority of fans wanted more than just two hours once a week uh, from Dynamite. And now we're going to get four hours in total with Dynamite and Collision, with Collision being on every Saturday night on TNT at 8 o'clock from 8 to 10. I'm all for it, man. I, I think it's a great thing for AEW. Uh, with that being said, you know, I think there's a lot of mixed emotions when it pertains to CM Punk coming back to AEW as a whole, to be honest with you. When it was announced that CM Punk was coming back to Collision, it was kind of Mixed emotions. I think that's the best way I can put it, man. There were some boos. There were some cheers. I think that it's kind of 50-50 right now. Um, 
with that being said, too, man, ticket sales right now are not doing that well for uh, AEW's Collision. And I think a lot of people were kind of hoping and expecting with the announcement of CM Punk returning to Collision, uh, that wouldn't be the case. But right now, it's still kind of, you know, they're still not sold out for this Collision uh, collision show as far as I'm concerned. But um, it's having CM Punk uh, great back, for, you know, having him back is a great for the business. Absolutely. I, I don't think. You know, there's people out there that, you know, I don't really need to see CM Punk and all this stuff. And that's fine, man. You're entitled to your opinion, and that's great. In my opinion, do I think it's good for business? Yeah, I do. I think if everybody can get along, uh, meaning the elite, you know, CM Punk, A Steel, um, and everybody's firing on all cylinders, man, this could really pan out for AEW and CM Punk as well as the elite and everybody involved in AEW. I think it could really pan out quite well for AEW. And I also stated this multiple times in the past, too that I think this summer is going to be absolutely insane for AEW. You have Forbidden Door coming up towards the end of the month, and then one of the biggest shows AEW has ever put together, if not the biggest show that AEW has ever put together so far in the existence within the company is uh, All In, which is taking place at Wembley Stadium, which, I mean, as far as I know, ticket sales for that, I'm pretty sure they're close to selling out, man. I think the last time I looked, they were at 75,000 seats that are already sold, man. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, which is kind of funny, man, for a lot of people knocking the elite and, you know, being this T-shirt company, you know, these guys pretty much almost almost sold out Wembley Stadium with 75,000 people that bought a ticket to watch these guys wrestle and watch AEW. It's pretty impressive, man. When you really look into it, it's absolutely incredible. So, and, and that's the thing too, man, you know, we have Forbidden Door at the end of this month with possible main event being Brian Danielson versus Okada, which is going to be absolutely insane. But we're, nobody's even talking about All In yet. Now, credit, you know, obviously it's a little bit down the road. But, man, I mean, those shows are going to be – these two shows coming up are going to be absolutely insane, man. I hope you all are ready for these shows, man. It's going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be a crazy, crazy summer for AEW. I'm definitely 100% on board with this. Definitely excited. I'm definitely excited for this Brian Danielson versus Okada match, man. It is an absolute dream match. I think a lot of fans are absolutely expecting greatness between both Danielson and Okada and Okada in that match. Um, but all in all, man, it was a solid Dynamite, man. It, was, it wasn't it was the greatest Dynamite, um, but it was a solid Dynamite. The MJF segment and the uh, back and forth between Cole and MJF, man, absolutely awesome. Uh, with MJF, you know, kind of shooting some jabs, if you will, at Adam Cole, especially Adam Cole's time in WWE and, you know, part of Cole leaving WWE about, you know, about being Keith Lee's manager and all that stuff. You know, you got to give the guy credit where credit's due, man. He knows, you know, how to push those buttons, man. And MJF does a fantastic job with doing that. Uh, the other thing I want to get into really quick, too, is Orange Cassidy, man. Uh, number one, Cassidy is an absolute legend for AEW. You know, the guy, I would say this about Orange Cassidy, man. As the years have gone on, he's definitely, A, a lifer, I believe, for AEW, number one. Number two, uh, the guy's a workhorse, man. The guy, you know, day, you know, week in, week out, the guy's putting in time, putting in effort building his craft, and putting on phenomenal matches. But I will say this. Um, and, and, you know, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you all, and I've been honest with you all since day one. I think my issue with Orange Cassidy that I'm having is that, and this is the best way I can describe it, I, you know, obviously what he's doing right now with the International Championship is fantastic. He's defended that belt multiple times, and it just seems like you just can't beat Orange Cassidy right now. And he's usually nine times out of ten the first match we see on Dynamite. It's been like that for the past few weeks. 
with that being said, man, you know, am I getting a little bit tired of seeing Orange Cassidy? Yeah, a little bit. You know, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, prime example, man, you like, let's say you order your favorite pizza or something, you know, your favorite food, but that favorite food, you eat that favorite food for like a month straight. Nothing else, just that. Whether it's a piece of pizza, you know, it could be a cheesesteak, whatever y'all like, man. After a while, you know, you're going to get tired of eating that piece of pizza or that cheesesteak. You know, you're going to be looking for something different, looking for something new, a little bit more excitement. Or, you know, just to change it up a little bit. That's kind of where I'm at right now with Orange Cassidy. I'm not taking anything away from this guy's title defenses that he's had, his athletic ability, what he's done in the ring, and what he's done for AEW. I'm just making that abundantly clear right now. I'm not doing anything to say that, you know, I'm not an Orange Cassidy fan and the guy doesn't deserve to be international champion. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying to you is, is if you look at the overall morale of these championships on AEW as far as, you know, let's look at the International Championship and the TNT Championship. Now, credit, I don't want the International Championship to be hot potato from person to person every week like the TNT Championship is, but, you know, eventually Orange Cassidy is going to have to lose. You know, it, it just, it needs, there needs to be time for a little bit of change up. You know, Orange Cassidy to me, you know, nine times out of ten as of late, um, just because, you know, the kind of athlete that he is and the fact that he is a workhorse for AEW. Um, past couple of matches he's been in, man, he looks hurt. He looks injured. He looks beat up. He just looks like he's been just drugged through the mud, man. Um, so I'm definitely, hopefully, you know, eventually somebody will beat Orange Cassidy to become the new international champion. Who that will be, I have no clue. Um, I don't know if the storyline between Cassidy and Swerve is going to continue into next week on Dynamite or Rampage or... You know, who knows, but that's my only negative I would say about Dynamite, you know, from this week is that I respect Orange Cassidy. He's a great athlete, great wrestler, but there needs to be some kind of change up here, man. I feel like it's kind of rinse and repeat with Orange Cassidy. He's done a fantastic job defending that belt, um, but I don't need to see it every single week, man. I really don't. You know, and I know there's a lot of people out there that's Orange Cassidy fans, myself included, um, but do I need to see him on Dynamite every night? No. Absolutely not. You know, no way. It just my thing is it's it's just overexposure for Orange Cassidy that he just doesn't need right now. The guy's already over in AEW, um, and rather doing these battle royals and these open challenges, why don't we build a storyline strong enough and build a competitor strong enough to go up against Orange Cassidy and build that storyline, possibly leading into the Forbidden Door, or that's possibly leading into AEW's All In Show in Wembley. You know. That's that's what I would do. I mean, and how you want to build that, who knows, man. You know, even with the Forbidden Door, if you want to do something where you can have, you know, I don't know, you can have the international champion being Orange Cassidy versus uh, Zack Sabre Jr. You know, title versus title. You, I'll, I mean, as of late right now, Zack Sabre Jr. has been working a lot with Samoa Joe on Ring of Honor. So it would be kind of odd not to see Zack Sabre Jr. on this Forbidden Door card. Uh, considering that he's a champion for New Japan, as well as, you know, obviously the IWGP heavyweight champion, so on and so forth. So, and that brings me to my other thing, too. There's been a lot of speculation about this Forbidden Door card whenever it pertains to Mercedes Monet, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, because a lot of people were like, oh, well, she's the IWGP women's champion. Will she make an appearance at this Forbidden Door pay-per-view? As far as what I know currently right now, everybody knows, well, if you guys don't know by now, I will tell you that, uh, she had a fantastic match against Willow Nightingale. I believe it was at New Japan's uh, Resurgence pay-per-view where she ended up getting injured. 
Uh, I think she injured her ankle or something like that, or might have broke her ankle or sprained her ankle or something like that, where she would, you know, is not, you know, currently, you know, she's on the shelf right now. But with that being said, there's been speculation that, yeah, she might not wrestle at the Forbidden Door, but there's a possibility that she might end up being at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, just not in a wrestling capacity. So it's still yet to be seen, man. I don't know if they're going to bring her in to wrestle. I don't know if she's, you know, 100% medically cleared to wrestle. I have no idea. Um, would it be crazy to see, you know, Mercedes Monet at Forbidden Door in a match? It'd be incredible, man. It'd be absolutely awesome. But all in all, man, I'm definitely looking forward to the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Um, and Dynamite, again, solid show. A lot of news coming out of that show, especially with the Gun Club. And, you know, if they're working with the Bullet Club Gold, with uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson, the announcement from Tony Khan about the first main event for AEW's Collision debut show in Chicago, it being Jay White teaming up with Juice Robinson, Samoa Joe versus FTR and CM Punk. Definitely looking forward to that match this weekend or next weekend on Collision. Definitely looking forward to that as well. It'll be June 17th on TNT at 8 o'clock. Definitely looking forward to that match as well. And what, you know, what Collision is going to bring to the table as well. But that being said, man, this is my AEW Dynamite review. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.